You're listening to the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. My name is Father Roderick. And I'm Cliff Ravenscraft. And this show is inspired by the hit television show The Biggest Loser that you can see in many countries around the world. We are currently following the... Uh, I think it's the eighth season in the United States, but of course, The Biggest Loser is also on TV in Australia and the UK, I think even in Japan. And the purpose of this podcast is not really just follow every episode and give you a recap, because frankly, you can watch that on TV by yourself, but it's to provide education, encouragement, and inspiration in the area of living a more balanced, healthy lifestyle. And so we are more focusing on the lessons learned and how we can apply it to our personal lives than on the contents of each and every single minute of the TV show. Well, we've got a lot to share in today's show, but uh, before we start, uh, uh, Cliff, how, how are you doing? I'm doing very good, Father Roderick. I had uh, forgotten to tell you last week that I actually ended up losing an additional three pounds, so I'm at a total of 53 pounds lost. Wow. Awesome. How, however, this week, this Monday when I got on the scale, I had no change. Oh, no. <laughs> and this was such an important week, and now you're, you're risking to be under the, <laughs> under the yellow line. <laughs> Well, no doubt. I think I will be under the yellow line because I actually gained half a pound. Uh, oh. So you're safe. <laughs> you can continue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I know exactly, just like you did um, last time when we talked or two, two episodes ago, I, I just did the anal analysis. You know, wh why did I gain weight? And I know that it's actually linked to two things. One is the lack of exercise, um, and and two is the lack of sleep. I really have worked a lot, and I and I well, you know how that is. You you get behind on stuff, and then you continue in the evening hours, despite the fact that you told yourself, you know, I, I want to go to bed early, and then you find yourself still working at at midnight, and then you watch a, a TV show until one o'clock, and then the next morning you can't get out of bed, and so you don't exercise because you feel too tired, etc. And that's like this circle, this vicious circle and then you know weight weight gain is is the result but yes uh, i just uh I, I i rebooted this this monday i was like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be defeated i'm just gonna start again and so uh, monday morning i woke up at 5 30 i was like the first thing i do is one hour of p90x which is this grueling workout with weight lifting and you know pull-ups and push-ups and and I, I completely, I, I tried to do that for a couple of weeks in the past, and then I just skipped, I think, more than two months. And so I had to basically restart. And it's so frustrating to see how how quickly your um, your body just completely shrinks again. Or I, I was able to do, um, I think, at 1.60 push-ups, and now I was already dead after 20 push-ups. So. I got some work ahead, but it feels really great to be to be work out, working out again, to be running, and uh, so hopefully next week I won't be underneath the yellow line. Yeah, one thing I just want to say real quickly about that, and and it, I think it's something that you and I both benefit from greatly when we kind of fall off the wagon like this, is that that we have mechanisms in place to hold us accountable. You and I can't really do a Biggest Loser podcast, and we can't really do a healthy Catholic or pursuing a balanced life. Or, or we, you know, and for those of you out there who don't have your own health-related podcast, uh, maybe you, you want to start a blog to inspire others. But yeah. the mechanism of accountability of saying, hey, I am doing something and I hope to inspire you, just the accountability alone that other people are following you is enough to want you to continue to push forward even through the tough times. Absolutely. And of course, we are here to help you as well. So go ahead and tell us how you're doing. Uh, we love your feedback. We've got some feedback lined up for later in this show. But first, I think it's time to give a recap of what happened in uh, the most recent episode of The Biggest Loser. So Cliff, um, what happened this week on The Ranch? Well, this week, Father Roderick, we had an interesting week on The Biggest Loser. Again, this is the first season that I've ever watched of the show myself personally, but this week was something I understand is a part of every week's or every season's show, and mm -hmm. it is Makeover Week. 
And the one thing that shocked me more than anything is the fact that, once again, they show very little to no exercise until the very end of the true, episode. True. And I'm like, <laughs> I watched this to be inspired by the exercise, but it was a very important episode nonetheless, and a lot of valuable lesson, uh, lessons that we're going to learn from this. Mm-hmm. So the things that start off here is that they are all told at the beginning of the show is that, you know, you're going to be expected to get in front of a large group of people and make a speech and to share your story to inspire others. And right off the bat, the first thing that I want to say is that is exactly what we all should be doing. We should all be getting in front of people and and we should be able to share our lives and ha- and and have an impact on other people's lives around us. And if you think that that seems a bit arrogant or boastful or proud, then let me encourage you by saying that right now, no matter what you're doing with your life, you are having an impact on the people around you. Yeah. And for me, th- what this was the most evident. In a situation where I was it, uh, gosh, was it Danny or Rudy? Let me find out real quick. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Danny talked about his, you know, his daughter and his daughter. And you could tell that, you know, his daughter has an issue with weight as well. Mm -hmm. And his daughter says to him one day, Daddy, I want to have a big belly like you one day because I love you, Dad. And I want to be just like you. Right. Wow. And. And you want to talk, you are having an impact on the people around you. And I certainly found that as a father and as a husband, my eating patterns, my physical activity patterns, my way of handling stress and anxiety, my way of handling handling financial issues, the way that I handled it was having an impact on how other people began to handle those issues in their lives, especially noticed in my own family. Right. And, and I think that, that the same is true for me. I don't have a family as a Catholic priest. We live a celibate life, but still I've got colleagues uh, and, and uh, you know, fellow priests that, that we, and we meet from time to time. And, uh, and I know that ever since I started to pay attention to my health and I, and people started to notice it, that I inspired several of my colleagues to, to at least start thinking about getting back into shape. And I remember that, um, a couple of, um, well, I think it was actually two weeks ago, I was cleaning up my photo album uh, on the computer and I was gathering all the vacation photos of like five, six years ago. And and usually during um, my summer holiday, I go on vacation with uh, three friends that are all priests in different parts of the country and we know each other from Rome. And, um, and the first vacation that we spent together was uh, we went to Italy. And, uh, and I had some pictures of the first night that we just arrived in Italy and it was at this camping site and uh, they opened the restaurant just for us because we had nothing to eat. The, the stores were already closed and we were starving. And so this lady that ran the whole restaurant, she made us pizza and not just one pizza, but piles of pizza. And we were so starved that we started to eat and eat. And I've, so I've got a number of photos of that, of that moment. And... I, and it had been five years since I'd not seen these pictures and I was shocked. I see myself on a chair with this huge stomach and, and this big head and I'm just shoving in pizza, uh, slice after slice. And my other friends, the other colleagues are the same, same way. They look unhealthy. They eat. Well, they, they were, I was clearly the biggest guy in the whole group whereas now I'm the slimmest guy of this of that same group and it, it was just such a shock to realize that not only had I a bad behavior or wasn't I paying attention but I was also by giving this bad example or or by just you know eating whatever it is and just go go growing bigger and bigger I was actually having an impact on the health of my of my co- colleagues and friends as well and it's 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 very confronting to see those pictures. I was actually, ah, oh, I can't watch that. It looked so, not because I, I want to deny that I ever was like that, but it's, it's more the shock of realizing how far you've come and also the, the, almost the guilt that you feel of 
boy, I've, I've given a really bad example to the people around me. So it, it just motivates me now to give a good example of, you know, living a healthy lifestyle and sharing that. And hopefully that will repair a little bit of the damage that I did in the past. Right. And another aspect of this, uh, how we impact others. Let me share with those who are listening. Let's just say for just a moment that you are making some pretty drastic um decisions as far as changing your lifestyle, your eating patterns, your your healthy uh, you know, exercise routine and, and all these other things. One of the things that I find that's important is to understand, number one, that you can't change others. Uh, people have to make a decision to change themselves. And I just want to throw out a word of caution. Sometimes it sometimes it's it's appropriate and there comes a time where you'll discern that it's right for you to maybe speak up and say something to a loved one uh, about your concern. But let me just say, be very cautious here. Tread on this as though you were walking on extremely thin ice over a lake because if, you, if you're not careful, you can drown. Uh, because I will tell you, I'm not the most tactful person uh, when I have something I want to share, especially when I'm very excited and passionate about something. Uh, and I came to my wife one day and, and I said, let's record an episode of our Family from the Heart podcast. Mm -hmm. And the title of the show was going to be, Are We Killing Our Children? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and basically, it, it, because I had, I had, it's like I had this huge paradigm shift in the way that I thought about <laughs> food. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh my gosh, I am literally poisoning our children. I, I am yeah. setting them up for an early life heart attack. <laughs> and I mean, and, and these are the kinds of oh, language, wow. this is the kind of language I'm using. And, and you, and know, you told I wasn't Stephanie saying, that you're, uh, you're, you're killing your kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. And, and I always, I was very much we, and, and it's like, and I, but my wife took that extremely personal. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'll be honest no with kidding. you. Um, she kind of rebelled from the whole P A B L uh, brand and, and movement that I was trying to, to move forward with because she kind of, when she heard, when she saw PABL in a, in a tweet or, or she heard me mention it in a podcast, uh -huh. you know, it would, it almost would be like, uh, you know, she's like, uh, that turns me off. You know, yeah, yeah. we stop it with your PABL. You're uh, a fanatic. <laughs> exactly. You're a fanatic. This is crazy. And, but can I tell you that I recognized what I was doing and how how little tact that I had when I was trying to to really have an impact on my family, and and what I decided is like okay I understand I I've gone too far I, I I made my apologies I don't know how well they were received to be honest with you, but what I decided to do is I decided you know what I'm just going to do this because I'm doing this for them and for myself. And hopefully they'll just recognize the results. And after the pound started dropping off and after dad started being able to play without, you know, getting wore out within 10 minutes and all these other things, my family began to see the results and the change in me. And they started to desire those those same similar results in right. their own lives. So it's not the and preaching that did the job, but the fact that you practiced what you preached. Exactly. Exactly. And so I would just want to encourage those who want to have an impact on others. Doing a speech maybe isn't the first step. Right. <laughs> Start changing just, yourself and that's what's going to change the world. That's that's a very good principle, I think. Exactly. And and that I mean it fits along with this show because obviously, you know, they didn't invite everybody in week 2 or week 1. To, to make a speech. Right, exactly. You know, it's like, oh, I lost 17 pounds and, and I just did it in the last two weeks and wow, my life is forever changed. Yeah. No, 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 no. You wait until it's weeks in and we see that you're dedicated and committed. Right. We see some lifestyle and then we'll put you in front of a stage so that you can yeah. inspire others. Yeah, then then you want to you, you wanna know the story behind the weight loss and the, and the changes. And, and, and it makes these, these people have become icons basically. And it, it happens every year. But, um, I think at one point at the beginning, um, uh, they are told, you know, from now on people will recognize you in the streets and they will walk up to you and say, you know, you, you are my example. And so that's why you need to do these speeches and, um, 
and I love that of the show that that you start to at the beginning you've got this big group and you don't know these people and but over the over these weeks you get to know them almost on a very personal level and and that's when you start to aspire to to have that same stamina you know I I wish Often when I watched the show, I, I was like, I wish I had that gut that I had that, not that gut, <laughs> but the, the guts, you know, the, 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 that pers- perseverance that they show uh, despite the grueling training. And I wish I was courageous like that. I wish I could face my fears and be as honest as they are with it, with cameras around them. I mean, that sometimes just blows me away that they're so open and so transparent and they tell the most personal details about their their grief, their loss, their personal stories. Where and and at the same time, you know, millions of people are watching this. But that is why you you connect with these people and you're like, wow, I, I there is there's something in what they do, what they show me in their attitude that that motivates me to to be a little bit like them. And and that's that's I think why this show works season after season. Right. Now, also in the beginning, you know, in preparation, of course, they're going out for their makeovers and, and we don't really need to go step by step, no. scene through scene of, of who decided what color and, and what who was going to wear a jacket and tie and who was going to wear a T-shirt and right. shorts. You know, we're not going to we're not going to talk about that. But what during these sessions of the makeover, when they were going to pick out clothes, mm-hmm. Allie would ask ask them some very important questions. And I want to say, audience, um, this is my, th- these questions should be posed to us as well. You know, li- the, you know, I wrote these down. Mm-hmm. Ali asked one person, what message would you share to inspire others? Wow. And so, so what is your core message? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so my, my, my suggestion is what is our core message? You know, what, what is, if there was one, if you had one speech to give to a group of people, you know, maybe you're afraid of public speaking, so let's put that mm-hmm. out of the out sure. of the reality realm. But but if you had a message to share with folks, what is the core purpose? What is the core thing that you would want to inspire other people with? That is a great thing to know because when we know that, it can give us a, some very clear direction and motivation in our life. Mm-hmm. What would be what so would that, be your your message? I'm just curious. Yeah, if sure. you had to, if you had to message, summarize it in one phrase. Uh, I, you know, I would actually have to say that, that, that life is a gift and that our, 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 our main purpose of he, to be here is to encourage other people. Mm. And so my, my, my goal and my single most purpose is to encourage other folks through Christ. Yeah. 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 So th- that, that, that is my core message. I, I, like I believe it. that my life isn't about just earning money and, and paying bills. But my life is that God has put me in relationship with all any of the people, whether it be my wife, my children, my next door neighbors, my Catholic friend from the Netherlands. Uh, my my goal and purpose in life is to encourage other people I know through the relationship right. that I have with Christ. Right. And I think I my, my my phrase would be quite close to that. I think right now the thing that pops up because I'm. <laughs> I'm putting myself on the spot here as well, but uh, it would be right now. It would be never give up because, or, so never give up on yourself. Never give up on people around you because God never gives gives up on you. It's kind of that that the message of hope. We we are hopeful people, and there is always a tomorrow. There there is always a better you at the horizon if you want it. And so never never stop. And that's been the motivating factor in this whole journey that that. that that I've been going through in losing, you know, 40 pounds, it's like, I should not stop. I don't want to be discouraged. And even if I fail from time to time, I'm not going to give up. And, and that's something that I see a lot in the, in the attitude of the, of the people that are now, you know, approaching the end of the show. Cause that's, that's another shock that I had <laughs> just watching in iTunes at the number of episodes, like this show is almost over. How many shows do we still have until the finale? Is it like four or five or there are two more episodes and then the finale. Wow. 
Oh my goodness. So yeah, this has gone by really fast. <laughs> I'm glad right, to so know that they're already preparing another season so we can hopefully follow I. up uh, immediately. So so they they, they get all these did, did they ask other uh, questions to the contestants while they were, you know, getting rid of their beards and color, coloring their hair? <laughs> yes, absolutely they did. In fact, one of the other questions is what do you want your overall look to say to others or your appearance mm. to say to others? And, and I want to say that, you know, I go back and forth on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Before I went into podcasting full-time as my career, I was an insurance agent. Yeah. And I sold auto, home, life, health insurance. You name it, I sold it. Mm-hmm. And and I really enjoyed selling insurance. And, and I was able to do so very successfully and, and to do it in my own means of, of building relationships with others. Of course, you know, the the whole purpose of encouraging others uh, through my gifts and talents and, and, and mm-hmm. knowledge of insurance, that's it, it, forming relationships was natural to me. So I got really good at this. And I'll be honest with you, I was one of, more, one of the more casual dressed agents that you would ever find. Mm-hmm. However, I went to this sales training course for two weeks once. And, uh, and boy, that's a topic for a whole nother podcast one day. Uh, about how manipulative uh, some people can try to be. But anyway, one of the things that they talked about is this whole idea that, you know, the way you dress communicates not only to others, but also to yourself about your professionalism. And so one of the things that was very hard for me was that the entire two weeks of this training, I was not allowed to walk into the building of this insurance company without a suit jacket and tie. Ah, And that about killed me. But I want to tell you (laughs) something. I did walk away from that experience feeling like a very successful professional. Mm, You know, mm -hmm. when I noticed people looked at me different when I like, for example, we would go away for lunch or go off campus for lunch. And and, you know, the way people would interact with me was completely different than when I was just wearing a pair of khakis and a polo shirt. Right. So I came back from that experience in the, in, in the agency where I worked and I started, I, well, I, by that time I had already spent all the money on the suit. So why not wear them for a while? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, for about two and a half months, I wore a suit and tie every single day. And I will tell you that people treated me different. Yeah. looked at me different, responded to me differently than when I just wore a polo shirt and a pair of khakis. Well, that's that's how the way that's the way it works because um, our clothes are part of what we communicate. It's like a nonverbal language, but but it does really. If you wear a tie, and even the color sometimes communicates something. And so, the, what I sometimes. Uh, find a little bit disturbing that is that in our society we seem to forget that it's possible to look beyond the just the external appearance and it's not just about clothes or uh, your hairdress uh or whether or not you've got you know glasses or 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 uh, or a mustache or not but you have to look at the you know what's really inside people on the other hand um i i've i've, I've had some experiences myself where i you know i i like dressing casual as well as far as is possible with you know with the priestly wear but you know i hardly ever wear a jacket i am usually in a pullover and well yeah i do wear my my black um, black shirt with the white thing um but uh i was um recording i'm doing a tv show right now i'm um, presenting a tv show on on dutch television and the first episode i uh, they asked me to to dress up you know to put the jacket on and everything and i felt really um, how do you say that? Constrained by that? I felt uh, it was very stiff and I, it was, I had no experience whatsoever. I'd never been in front of a TV camera before like that. And so the the next week I was like, oh, you know, I'm just going to ditch the jacket. I'll p- just put on uh, like a raincoat or something. I want to feel relaxed and that's going to, that's going to um, project itself. And then, so I'm, I'm probably going to do a better job. And the feedback was completely opposite of what I expected. I felt great. I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. No, I'm not, you know, dressed up like I'm going to uh, to a funeral this time. So I feel great. But then people were like, ooh, that priest is really not paying attention to uh, to his uh, to to his clothes, and it looks really, you know, as if he doesn't care. And I had no idea that I was actually projecting that message. And so it made me aware that wait a second, it's not just about how I feel. 
But I should also think about, you know, what I, what do I project and how is this perceived and how what language does my appearance uh, give? And and you know, I I'm I'm not gonna. Uh, go in, in in plastic surgery to look better. I mean, that's that's the extreme uh, that I think we should avoid. But on the other hand, um, as long as people have the idea that you, that you really care um, and, and, and the way you dress and the way you, you know, you groom yourself, that is probably, I think, a way to express that, yes, you want to um, project... Um, I don't know, uh, well, uh, a civil, civilized behavior or I don't know. And well, and the question here is what what do you want your overlook overall look to say to others? That was the yeah. question, and so that's right, something right, that right. that we each individually must do. I, I am going to address the uh, address a white elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar with that phraseology, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, and and it, I will tell you, this is a difficult one to talk about. But I want to just say that we've been talking a lot about our exterior appearance, mm-hmm. and and specifically as it relates to clothes. But let's talk about our physical appearance for just a moment. And what does that communicate to others? And I I will tell you that, you know, we can talk about people judging people about the, you know, by the color of their skin. Mm -hmm. And that's unfortunate and and still very real in, in many people today. Uh, but but just as there is you know an issue with judging people by the color of their skin, mm-hmm. there is there is still a very real fact that people judge us based upon our weight. Yeah, and True. there are statistics that I've heard where people you know healthier, uh, thinner people are hired more often than overweight or obese people, and. This is a real epidemic in, in, in our culture where we judge one another so easily. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll be honest with you, when I look at photos of myself, the, some of my before pictures, and folks, I say this from somebody who's, who's been there and, and I pray uh, that I never am there again. But when I look at photos of myself and I would see somebody would capture a photo of me and tag me on Facebook – and occasionally I would untag myself so that none of my friends would be, you know, travel back to that photo uh, <laughs> because I was embarrassed. <laughs> but, but I look at that and I say to myself, what am I communicating with that, mm-hmm. with the way that I look? And, and I was, I'll be honest with you, I felt as though I was communicating, this is a person who has very little balance in their life. I was communicating that this is somebody who is lazy when it comes to which, which by the way, if anybody knows me, I am the opposite. You are not lazy. lazy. No, I am not. But I was communicating through my physical appearance that I am lazy. Mm-hmm. And it's like you talk about just my eyes being open. It's like I cannot imagine how many different things people automatically assume just because I was a hundred pounds overweight. Yeah. And, and of course, there were areas in my life that I was lazy. I was too lazy to get up off the couch after working 12 hours to go outside. So uh, it, it wasn't that I'm lazy overall, but I was lazy in that area. And mm-hmm. that, you know, I, 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 it was, I, I also communicated um, ignorance. Now, ignorance is not a bad thing. I, in matter of fact, I plead ignorance a lot. And I think ignorance is fun. Uh, <laughs> ignorance is bliss. Sometimes. As long as it makes you curious, curious to know more, <laughs> to learn more. Exactly. <laughs> Stupidity is yes. where you know something and you ignore it. Ignorance is something where you're just not clued into something. I see the difference. Uh, yes. And so um, the idea here is that I was communicating that I was ignorant about what healthy eating is. I was ignorant about what my what the role of food is for my body to provide energy. I was ignorant about the fact that I could change without surgery, without you know diet mm-hmm. pills. I was ignorant of so many things, and and I when I when I looked at photos of myself, I I now look back and I see that I was communicating that I was uneducated in the area of living a more healthy lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wow, is that what I want my overall look to communicate to others? And, and the obvious answer for myself was no. And that's those were some of the additional motivating factors for me. On the other hand, I think we, we need to continue to insist on the fact that despite the 
um, the the that it might be a like a natural reaction to judge someone based on appearance alone. We also have to become aware, and 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 I guess that most of us that are you know listening to the show, most of the people that listen to the show have been in that situation we all know how it feels to be judged based upon the way you look and and if you're overweight you know how it feels when people are like whispering behind your back it's like gosh you really should lose some weight there and gosh and 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 the the damage that it can do is that it makes you insecure it makes you doubt yourself it instead of motivating negative judgment almost always crushes you even more and makes the temptation to self-medicate with food and console yourself because food is never going to yell at you. Your chocolate bars are never going to tell you you're too fat. (laughs) They're always going to be, I'm here for you. I've always been there for you. Just take me, just eat me. (laughs) And and I think that uh, we we should realize that in in our way of looking at, at people around us. I think if you see someone who is clearly, um, uh, overweight or unhealthy or or is, seems to be careless in the way that he or she dresses, instead of judging that person, try, well, if you can, of course, try, uh, try helping that person or, um, or at least, you know, uh, showing that person that you, that you don't judge, uh, uh, the, the, the appearance, but that you that you just treat people as normal human beings. And um, the the reason that I want to insist on this is that we've we've heard from these personal stories of the contestants of the Biggest Loser show that very often one of the reasons, one of the contributing contributing reasons that they actually got overweight and got severely overweight was that they were judged by their parents, by uh, their husband or wife or or colleagues uh, because they were mistreated in school. You know, that kids can be terrible. Kids can be so... I don't believe in the... How do you say that? The innocence of kids. Kids can be horrible towards each yeah. other. They can do open warfare. I mean, there's this new game like Modern Warfare 2. Well, that's that's what it is in many schools, you know? It's open warfare. And I I I when I think back of my own youth when I was 8 and 9, the kids would always make fun of me cuz I I looked goofy, I had glasses, I just uh, looked Chinese and so they were always yelling at me and I I know how much that damaged my my Self, my feeling of self-worth and it, it hampered me in, I think, also health-wise because, you you know, if, if you feel that no one cares about you and people are judging you, why would I care for myself? Why would I think that I'm actually worth something? And so it's a balance. It's a, we got to not judge each other uh, based on the appearance, but at the same time, we need to be aware that by our example we do influence other people so if we if we take care to be healthy and to look healthy and to take care on on what image we project we can also help people right now i i want to bring up one other thing about the whole idea of having this makeover and you know i I started off by saying you know initially i'm like oh an entire episode with no exercise what's the point (laughs) you know but let me just say this um Two, two, two points here. One, my wife had this strong desire to wear a size 10 pair of jeans. Yeah. And she says, you know, when I get to where I can fit a, into a size 10, I am going to go buy myself a pair of new jeans. And just so you guys know, my wife at one point wore a size 18. So uh, for women, I, I'm sure you guys understand all that. But uh, or for all you ladies, for all right. you, you guys ladies don't understand, understand that. that. <laughs> We guys have no clue what the difference between size 18 no, and 11 no. and 10 is. It's just big, but small. My, <laughs> my wife, when she first got those pair of 10 jeans and she put them on and they fit, yeah. oh my goodness, it was like this whole new uh, <laughs> a whole new burst of energy to go back into the gym and to mm-hmm. continue to do more. And folks, let me tell you, she could not even be more thrilled than she is now that she has this pair of size 10 jeans that she bought like two and a half, three weeks ago, and they're already starting to appear to be way too loose on her. Really? Oh, that's yes. awesome. That is great. 
That is awesome. And can I just say, and the, and the second point is, you know, talking about uh, personal appearance and, and giving yourself a little makeover, these are, that is something that's valuable. And one of the things that I notice is that sometimes I get to be, you know, I work from home now mm-hmm. and, and, and 98% of my work is done here on a random occasion. I'll go off site to a client. So I can pretty much, I mean, if I wanted to, I could work in my pajamas all day. I don't mm-hmm. do that. But but the thing is, is I can let myself go, especially when it comes to a haircut. I could easily go a month and a half without getting a haircut. But <laughs> I will tell you, the thing for me is that when I go get a haircut, uh-huh. I feel better about That's myself. True. Yeah, yeah. And so these makeovers can be very helpful. And so uh, my suggestion is if our, if you're on this journey – Maybe going out and and getting a new haircut, maybe going out and doing something helps you. And and it's the whole idea. And they said this in the show. It's a way to kind of like break free from the old you and to say, hey, today's a whole new me. And it could be it's also a way to celebrate a certain goal. Say, for instance, that you've 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 had like a temporary goal of losing 20 pounds. And you know that you've got to lose much more, but wouldn't it be a great idea to say that once I lost 20 pounds, I'm going to get myself new clothes. I'm going to get myself a haircut. I'm going to, we're going to go out. We're going to go, you know, have a, a great day, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, uh, and, and thereby you will just realize how far you've come. You celebrate a certain key moment in that progress and that will motivate you to, leave that you know that past even more behind and to strive to get to an even better future so i think that that this makeover episode was a celebration i think of the incredible progress and and transformation of these people and of course this is all about you know an internal transformation as well so exactly yeah it was a I, I, I like these episodes because it's very visual. And then, of course, I'm, I'm always looking forward at the revelation when the, you know, they appear and it's like, wow, where's the beard? <laughs> and sometimes these people, and then they get to meet their loved ones, which is also fantastic. And that always makes me, you know, tear up a little bit because it's so emotional when they haven't seen their, you know, husband or wife or kids. And then you've got this, this mini reunion there after all these weeks. That That's just fantastic. But, um... Uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of funny to see the second hour of the show and they have to cross that 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 chasm you know with the the ropes and and then they're you know it's right after the makeover and they look ext- just like before again they've got these t-shirts and they're sweaty and their hair is all over the place and <laughs> and it's to back to reality you know it's not about the glamour this show is not dancing with the stars this is about the hard work and doing the last the last week's workout and then i think they well since they spent so much time with the makeovers they had basically one day to recuperate all that energy that they didn't that they all the time that they didn't spend in the gym and and then you've got the weigh in and well it's the, the regular format but it's it's kind of right. nice to have that second hour to put everything in perspective again and to say well okay this was fun this was great there was a moment of glory and celebration but back to business we're not there yet the finale is only in what is it three four weeks and right. so uh, <laughs> I, well, I, I was and, glad and, that that was there because otherwise a biggest loser show wouldn't be a biggest loser show exactly and, it, and it's it was obvious by the results on the on the scale for so many people that while they were getting a make out a makeover uh, not a make out but a makeover <laughs> While they were getting a makeover, while they were making uh, out, <laughs> they they basically were exercising throughout yeah. the week. Um, because of course, yes. I, I I think it would be unrealistic to understand that you could lose seventeen pounds with a one week's of worth of exercise course. in one day. That's not just a bear, the 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 beard that you lost. <laughs> That's exactly. not going to count for seventeen pounds. Um, just to just to uh, wrap it up. Um, so who who won the weigh in? Who was the uh, or who got who got kicked out? That's perhaps the most important question. Who who went uh, below the yellow line? Oh, her name escapes me right now. Think, um, wasn't it Rebecca? Rebecca, that's and, it. And yes. Liz. Liz. And Liz was below the yellow line, and my kids were so angry last <laughs> night. They were you, so. You watch angry. it with your kids? <laughs> yes, my kids watch it with oh, us that's as well. So we, funny. Better, it's the it's the one night of the week that's a school yeah. night that they stay up late. So oh, cool. yeah, they they are totally loving the show. Oh wow! <laughs> but uh, they they were upset because you know I had shared with them the the online um, Hulu 
clip from the the Biggest Loser on website where Liz stole everybody's blenders. Yeah, so it's <laughs> that was like crazy. She's, she's not a, she's not a favorite in this household. So Stephanie Stephanie told me she says if Liz wins this thing. I'm not watching anymore. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Rebecca went home, yeah. uh, which is sad, but they of course gave us the, you know, the update where she is today mm-hmm. and wow, does she look great? And she, I think there was a little note at the end that she's actually going to be starting a, a fitness program where she's going to, uh, train, help train, uh, children who are overweight. Oh, so good! Excellent. How awesome is that? Yeah, that's oh, and she really and ran, she uh, she ran a half marathon. Wow, awesome! Ran a half marathon. So, <laughs> and there was there was one other moment that I thought was precious in that way in, and that was Denny, who's been a, an amazing uh, loser. Uh, I mean, he's he's been doing double digit. Uh, I think six weeks in a row now. And in total, he, um, he lost 126 pounds. And I love that, that, uh, Ali said, that's a whole jillion. Oh yes. <laughs> that is yes, just that crazy good. to imagine that you've lost a whole person. And you so you're carrying a whole person on your body. That's yeah. just unbelievable. The, the things like examples like that make it so much more impressive. What, what these people are, are pulling off. Absolutely. Well, I think that's it was great to wrap up the show and or to give this this summary of this great episode. Um, but I am very curious to uh, to hear from our listeners what's going on in their own journey towards a more balanced and healthier life. So feedback, what have you got for us? Uh? We have two pieces of amazing audio feedback today, and we're going to first turn to uh, Germany, where a great friend of mine uh, has called in and shared that he's just met an amazing goal. And so here is Richie from Germany. Hi, Cliff, and everybody else in pursuit of a balanced life. I finally did it! Woo! Well, I forgot to say I'm Richie from Germany again calling and I yesterday reached my weight goal and this is so great, really amazing and to everybody still trying to get there, I can say it's worth every minute of it. The journey is hard and believe me, there were lots of ups and downs, weeks of not losing any weight, weeks of gaining weight for me. This was a journey for about nearly a year and now I've lost nearly 18 pounds and I'm finally there and it feels awesome. Good. And I want to encourage everybody to stay in there, stay motivated because you do it for yourself. You don't do it to satisfy anybody else just for yourself. And I'm so happy and so excited. And I think this is worth the whole journey. And well, it's the end of one journey, but of course, it's also the beginning of another. And this is not gaining any weight starting right now. So I will be still in the PABL train. I'm part of the PABL challenge, which is awesome, by the way. And I think this next journey will even be harder and a longer one. And now I think it's time to say thank you. Thank you to you, Cliff, for getting me started because your walk costs back one year ago is what made me start living a balanced life. And you stayed always there encouraging me with all your podcasts, especially uh, My Crazy Life and the PABL podcast. And uh, thanks to Father Roderick for doing the Biggest Loser fan podcast together with you because you two helped me along the last steps. And these were one of the most hardest steps to take because the last two or three pounds are really, really hard to lose. And I want to thank everybody in the GSPN uh, community who helped encourage me, especially Nitmom, Fred from Long Island, Wayne Henderson, Bear One, Willie from Germany, Chrissy, and all the others who stayed with me, Amanda from Michigan, and you all were really great help uh, to me. So now I hope I can help encourage others. It's just great. P-A-B-L forever. Woohoo! Bye. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome, man. <laughs> oh, man. That is so exciting. There are so many elements to his feedback that are just amazing. Number one uh, is is the fact that he has he understands that this is you know the end of one journey but a beginning of another. Mm-hmm. And And folks, if you did not hear it, uh, which how could you not? But if you did not hear it, did you hear that he wasn't alone? That it was the community. Uh, he, he thanked several people by name in that. And I will tell you, 
I've been, I've witnessed this daily source of encouragement for him. I know, I mean, we're we're connected with one another through Twitter and through our online forum and and all these other things. I happen to know that Richie was sick just a week and a half ago and and had a mm-hmm. week without being able to do his runs, but he's he's slowly back into it now and and so it's it's about relationship, community, accountability and uh he is now at his ideal weight. Yeah. For it's like, and it's been a journey of a year. And you could just and hear the, the how how proud he was, and how glad he was, and the joy of of getting there and to reach that goal. I mean, gee, he must yeah. feel fantastic. And that you know, we can all we can all feel like that once we get to our goals. But that's yeah, so awesome to hear that. One more one more important thing: you we hear all the excitement. We hear the fact that he's at his ideal weight. But let's not forget one of the most important things to understand in this feedback and go back and just hit record or rewind and go back and listen to it again if you need to. But listen to where he said there were weeks where I gained weight. Yeah. And I want you guys to hear that because it wasn't just once, but there were several times where he actually gained weight instead of losing it. But he pressed on through till he finally persevered and has reached his goal weight. Fantastic. That is awesome. And and now we have, we're going straight over to, I believe it's Virginia, and we've got Jeannie on the line. So here's what Jeannie had to say. Hi, this is Jeannie calling from Virginia for the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. Um, I was listening to your episode where you were talking about checking serving sizes on uh, the nutrition labels. So I just had to share a little story about that because I think sometimes some companies even go out of their way to make confusing. And the example is a few years ago, my mother had bought a package of muffins. There were these four big muffins um, in the package. And she ate a whole muffin for breakfast or whatever. And she said something about how, well, she had looked at the nutrition information and it was only, you know, so many calories, whatever. Well, the thing was, when you looked at the serving size, it didn't say like one muffin. It said, I don't know if it was four ounces or what. Well, so you actually had to look at the front of the package, and then you would realize that the package was, you know, oh, I forget how many ounces, uh, 32 ounces, I guess. So four ounces would have only been a half a muffin. So, you know, you're just, you look at a package of four muffins, and you automatically assume that one muffin is going to be a serving, but no, you know, it wasn't. And they didn't put it that way. They didn't say one half muffin. They used the ounces, I guess. And I just, I don't know. I, that just seemed like it was almost purposely, purposefully sneaky. Um, and my mother was so mad when she found that out because my mother actually was a math teacher. So, you know, it's not like she doesn't know how to do math or anything. She's taught at the college level and everything. So, you know, if she could be fooled by that, I think a lot of people could. So mm-hmm. you really have to look carefully, I think, at some labels. Anyway, that's um, just my little story there. So thanks for uh, continuing to be an inspiration to all of us. Bye. Yeah, we, we've all fallen for that joke in uh you know on the labels that the, they they don't mention exactly what a serving size is but they say you know so many servings or so many calories per serving but you have to be so careful and uh you know make sure that you don't get fooled by uh by what these companies try to sell you because they want they want you to eat that the whole everything all the muffins so they can sell you more right <laughs> that's exactly right and i'll tell you one of the things we've done in our home is we have a, a digital kitchen scale so that everything oh. we do, we weigh those. We, I mean, because they do tell us what the serving size is, but it's usually in either grams or ounces. And, uh, well, we just throw it on the scale until we get to that amount. And that's, you know, if we, if we have, uh, you know, one ounce of nuts, that's our one serving. So Exactly. Hey, if you want to send us uh, your feedback, tips, uh, experiences, testimonies, uh, perhaps even your, the problems, the things that you struggle with, you can, uh, you can send uh, uh, us an email at um, feedback at biggestloserpodcast.com. But you can also call the voicemail feedback hotline, just like uh, Jeannie did. Um, and the number is plus one if you're outside of the United States, 859 795 
859-795-4067. So that's 859-795-4067. And we're looking forward to your feedback. Now, it's the end of the show, but before uh, we say goodbye, I want to mention that this show is doing really well, the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. We started with a couple of hundred listeners, but uh, some episodes have now already been downloaded more than 4,000 times. So you are definitely helping us spread the word about uh, about the show and helping people find this. Uh, we thank you for your support in the when it comes to rating the show on iTunes. Um, you can also go do that. If you haven't left us a rating or a review on iTunes, which really helps, um, I think you can go to biggestloserpodcast.com slash iTunes, isn't it, uh, Cliff? Yeah, biggestloserpodcast.com slash iTunes will open your iTunes for you, take you right to the place. And and seriously, folks, that Father Roderick and I want to encourage others and inspire others in the same way that we're all inspiring one another and getting us on that main page of the health and fitness category is is a way to gain a lot of exposure it's how many of you found us because we were in the new and notable section we would have never been there had not a couple hundred people gone to the thing and either put our rating in there of a five star if if you think we're worth it uh or some sort of review in itunes so please consider that and there's another exciting way in which you can help us get even more exposure, and that is, and it's exciting also for for all of us because we're making this show together, is that the uh, the uh, Biggest Loser Fan Podcast has been uh, nominated for the People's Choice Podcast Awards 2009. If you go to podcastawards.com, you will see that uh, our show is nominated among a couple of other health-related shows in the category of health and fitness. And you can vote every day for this show. Uh, and who knows, with your with your support, with your help, we might even win this, uh, this award, which would be uh, not just great for our egos, but because, <laughs> you know, our egos have been shattered uh, enough by you know our own slacking off and not gaining weight and doing stupid (laughs) things in our lives so we don't have any egos left anyway but the most important uh, result of this could be even more exposure people wanting to check out well wait a second this show has has an award so I might want to listen to it even though you know people might not watch the biggest loser show on TV so uh, if you have a minute, um, go to podcastawards.com. There are many other shows that are nominated in different uh, various categories, so you might also get some inspiration to check out other podcasts. And if you want to find uh, our own shows, um, you there are two networks that you can check out. Uh, for me, it's um, sqpn.com, where I post all my shows. And Cliff, where can people find your shows? Uh, they can find us over at gspn.tv, where Stephanie and I just launched our 24th podcast. Wow. What is this? What, what it's about? What, what, I can't speak anymore. What is it about? <laughs> it, it is about the Twilight Saga. So it's uh, twilightsagapodcast.com. Is that the Twilight Zone or is that something else? It, it's the books. Uh, <clears throat> it's the books about vampires. Oh. Uh, I was... There was I was movie, originally right? very against this book, and my wife okay. became obsessed with it, <laughs> so I decided to check it out, and now we're podcasting about it. All right, you can find that on gspn.tv. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast, and uh, we hope that you stay put with us until the end of the show. And until then, be a loser. That's right. <laughs>